0: Hello and welcome into the Mavs Draft podcast. My name is Jared alongside Mr. Mavs Draft, Richard Stamen. How are we doing today, Richard? I'm excited. Uh, We're about 72 hours away. That's right. We're recording this on uh, Sunday night, November 15th. uh, Draft quickly approaching. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, we both wanted to give a huge thank you to all our listeners. Uh, You guys have gotten us over 1,000 plays over the course of our 14 episodes. Um, we're super grateful to you guys. Um, and we're, we're also super grateful to SI.com and and dallasbasketball.com for allowing us to put this episode on their website. Um, and hopefully introduce us to uh, a whole new group of fans that, that would want to, to hop on and listen. So if you are a first timer and you're hearing through them, welcome. Uh, hopefully we, uh, we get you guys to keep coming back with a good episode today. Um, if you haven't heard us before, or even if you have, uh, today's episode is going to be different. In the past, uh, we've typically done an uh, in-depth breakdown on two prospects. Uh, however, since we've only done about 24 in-depth breakdowns and you know there's going to be 60 players drafted, um, we wanted to kind of do uh, more of a rapid fire uh episode this time around with about a dozen or so prospects and just talk about them for a few minutes apiece um you know just to make sure we we have a lot of names covered so um several we could start with uh do you have one in mind that you wanted to start with richard yeah uh you want to go ahead and do robert woodard i think that's Robert a, Woodard i think that's a hot name right now all right robert woodard we've got uh where did he go? Here we go. Robert Woodard, sophomore out of Mississippi State. I got him at six seven two thirty with a seven one wingspan. Uh, does that sound accurate to you? Yeah, um, I know the NBA actually released
1: it. Funny enough, he is six. He's actually six seven seven two. So even long. Seven with, like, two wingspan. Crazy, crazy length. I mean, his physical profile is uh is through the roof. I mean, phenomenal athlete too.
0: Yeah, really good athlete, played in 31 games uh, this past year, 33 minutes a game, shot 49.5% from the field on nine attempts per game, 42%, 43% really, from three, but only on 2.3 attempts per game, and only a 64% uh, shooter from the line. He was a 58% shooter from the line the year before, and only a 27% shooter from three the year before, 11.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. Uh, a steal and a block per game but let's let's talk about the shooting because i think you know for me Woodard's going to defend and i think he'll be able to defend two through four fairly comfortably at the next level thanks to his length and athleticism but do you buy the shot because if you do then you're looking at a very legit versatile athletic three and d plus prospect
1: right yeah i fully buy the jump shot uh i know it's funny one of the first plays Every single game that Mississippi State ran was an off ball. It was just him curling around screens and just spotting up whether it was mid-range or from three. I was always like the first play Mississippi State ran. And I swear, I, I feel like he missed one time. Uh, I remember keeping track every time I would start a Mississippi State game. I was like, where's Woodard? Where's Woodard? And I felt like he never missed uh, the first three of the game. But funny enough, I actually I'm, I have a little bit of reservations on his defense more than his shooting. Okay. Uh, I don't see him, first of all, one last thing on the shot. I don't see him as much of an off the dribble shooter, um, I agree, which is kind of concerning, but also not that major of a deal, but defensively, like he has fine adequate, I'm sorry, fine lateral quickness. Uh, Doesn't really stand out either way, but a lot of times he's just looked a little bit stiff, especially off like the first move. Uh, So I do have some reservations there, but the athleticism and recovery ability make up for it.
0: Yeah. And I think he'll outside of the three point shot. I think one of the ways he's going to, score quite a bit is going to be in transition, uh, just getting out, you know, running, beating a lot of, cause I think he's more of a combo forward. I think in, at his best, you're, you're probably looking at a a small ball four to me. Uh, is that something you agree with? Yeah, because he can't
1: protect the rim. He probably will never be a five in any capacity. Uh, he can switch with, I mean, him and another forward can easily coexist.
0: Yeah. So he'll, he, you know, he's got that kind of athleticism to beat other forwards down the floor. Um, he is a lob thread in transition as well. Um, made some really acrobatic plays going up and getting the ball and finishing. Um, so definitely an impressive athlete, impressive player. Is that someone you're looking at with the 31st pick?
1: He's definitely on the, on the radar. Um I think he, like you said, the NBA, the transition, like the pace of play is going to benefit him so much. Uh, I do think that he'd be a nice offensive piece next to Luca and Porzingis. And probably in the right lineup, he can probably be a good defender too.
0: I, I agree. I, I think kind of, you know, we've we've referenced different guys who could potentially play that Finney Smith role of kind of that combo forward, um, you know, because he, he's an important player, but he can't play 48 minutes a night. You need somebody who can step in and kind of fill that role um, and maybe take some of the, you know, de- defensive responsibilities off his plate. And I think that's something that Woodard could do. Yeah, no, I completely agree. He, again, it's kind
1: of about on defense for me who he's next to. And, and Dorian Finney-Smith is obviously a great defender. And I think if you put even just an average defender next to Finney-Smith, it makes Finney-Smith's effectiveness just so much higher.
0: So where where is Woodard on your board at this point? I know you recently released your final big board. So where do you have him?
1: Yeah, I've got Woodard right at 38. Um, It's the heat of my like those. It's the start of a second round grade. I think there's like four guys in front of him that have first round grades. Um, So it's yeah, he's a high second round guy for me. So I'd be very comfortable with him at 31.
0: Okay, I have him as a early to mid second. And I have him at 30 on my board. So, um, you know, I think I like him a little more than you. I I think I just buy the defense a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'm mildly concerned about the shot. He's definitely not a 40% shooter at the next level. But even if he's a 36 to 38% three-point shooter, I think that's a very valuable player.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, especially like off the bench.
0: So let's, uh, let's keep moving here because, again, we got a lot of different guys that we're going to cover. A little unusual how we're doing this today. Uh, but I wanted to talk about somebody who has a good chance of uh, being taken in the lottery, probably the back half of the lottery, and that's RJ Hampton. Uh, somebody we've, we've mentioned on the podcast. We've never really broken down his game local for us uh we went and saw him when he was a sophomore at little elm against prosper i believe it was um yep. but he uh of course played overseas uh for the new zealand breakers was it uh six five about 190 um i have him as a six six wingspan but i don't know if he has a more recent measurement because um, he kind of looks a little longer than that um but uh, I have him down for 15 games, uh, 20 minutes a game, shot 41% from the field, 29% from downtown, 68% from the line, nine points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, and a steal per game. Yeah, and
1: the numbers really just didn't do him justice in overseas. Uh, it was just all, all around a terrible experience, and it's not his fault. Uh, he got injured. It just wasn't the right environment for him, clearly. But he got the pro experience. There were flashes when he was healthy. Um, I, I love I mean, the big thing about him is, I mean, he's pure upside, right? Like like he's not going to contribute right away. But my goodness, like he is one of the best open floor athletes. Really good slasher. I remember when we went there to see uh, him at Elm. like he was getting to the rim at ease. And obviously it's high school, but he was a sophomore and easily the best player on the court. Uh, we knew who he was as a sophomore, like that says volumes, but his ability just to get to the rim and be that crazy athlete. And if his jump shot is real, he's been working with Mike Miller and Penny Hardaway. That's, that's a hard guy to pass up on. Like he's almost a, how did we miss this guy?
0: Yeah, I, it's tough. Cause you, you always see the videos of, you know, prospects developing their shot right before the draft. And you'd like to buy it because if he gets a shot, you know, it really opens up his game. I mean, he could be a very dangerous offensive player. Like you mentioned, he's already just a demon in the open floor with his speed and athleticism. Um, Definitely going to need to get stronger, um, you know, so he could finish around the rim better. Um, But but tons of flashes um, as kind of that combo guard could kind of play that secondary ball handler role for you comfortable in the pick and roll a little bit. Um, Do do you think the, the climb for him is real and that he, he could be a lottery selection?
1: Yeah, I I'm probably underestimating where I think he goes, but I've guessed new Orleans, they have absolutely nothing to lose at 13. This is such a, how do I put it? Like they don't, Like, what do they have to lose with this pick? They got Zion last year. They got Jackson Hayes last year. They have two picks next year. They have two picks two years down the road. They have their pick in two years. Like, they have nothing to lose. Why not just swing for the fence? That's my guess. I have seen people say, uh, speculate, I should say, as high as Detroit. I think that's a very risky play. Um, But again, a lot of those teams in the top 10 are swinging for the fences on everything.
0: Yeah, and I, I know um one of the other rumors out there is that Boston likes him a lot at fourteen. Um they've also I think been kind of rumored to try to move up in the lottery, so maybe that's a guy that they are targeting. Yeah. Um I don't like him that much. He's twenty one on my board. Where do you where do you have him ranked? I have him at twenty four. Okay, so we're we're about the same. Um, what, what is it about his game that kind of keeps you from making him a, a lottery grade? Yeah. So it's a combination. Uh, I do value for probably a little bit too much
1: because in two years it can negate how he is as a first year player. Uh, I don't see him really contributing much as a rookie. Uh, just really doesn't play much. He's really raw still. Uh, and that's not necessarily his fault. He's just young and inexperienced, but the jump shot is still a swing factor as nice as it is on Instagram and Twitter. I still want to see it in game. I want to be able to see him do it off the dribble consistently over defenders, things like that. Um, and I just, I wanted, I, there's a lot of nice tools. I question some of these guys that if they can put it together, there's a lot of guys that come in every year that have great tools, combination of tools, but they don't know how to use the tools. Uh, and I, I slightly worry that he is one of those guys. Do I want that? No. Cause like, I mean, we saw him, I love seeing the guys that we see early. Like I love seeing him thrive. Uh, it's just,
0: I'm not, I'm not the most hopeful is all. You took the words right out of my mouth with, you know, being raw. Not sure if he can be the sum of his parts. Um, So glad, glad we see eye to eye on that. Um, Another uh, guard that's been gaining uh, a lot of steam, uh, Grant Riller, uh, senior guard out of Charleston. I got him at 6'3", 190, 23 years old. Um, But this past season, Um, In 33 and a half minutes uh, per game, 22 points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal and a half per game on a 50, 36, 83 splits. Um, And he had pretty similar numbers as a junior as well. Um, Probably the most polished scorer that you're going to find outside of the lottery. Yep. I have him 15th. Uh, pretty much because of
1: exactly what you just said. Three-level score, uh, the best first step in the class. Not even close. Uh, It's unbelievably quick. He creates separation with ease. You know, a lot of people talk about, because he went to college at Charleston and played one other NBA prospect consistently for the final two and a half months of the season. Uh, A lot of people question how his game translates against better competition. I personally have no issues with it. Uh, The first step is something that's, it's even, it's almost elite for He just he blows by people with ease, no matter how quick they are. uh, He makes them pay. For example, like against Oklahoma State at the very beginning of the year, he had a bad efficiency game, but he was beating Isaac Likely, who's one of the best defenders in the country, off the dribble every single time like that. To me, that slashing is going to translate. He shot at a high level at the rim. Great pull up jump shooter. I think the thing for him is uh, he needs to just become a better spot up shooter Uh, and just overall shooter. The form is kind of long but offensively, I mean, he is just purely polished and I don't have a single doubt about his game translating. I agree
0: that offensive game is going to translate. Um, as a scorer, I, I have questions about his ability to, to play make at the next level. Um, I definitely have some concerns about the defense. Um, And thank you for sending me the uh, official combine stuff. So (laughs) Riller's got a six, five and a quarter wingspan, which, you know, longer than I I had pegged him for. Um, But like you were saying, the the three level scoring ability, the mid range pull-ups, you know, just he's got the cojones to shoot from anywhere. He doesn't back down. Um, Really fun player, really fun player. Uh, I don't have him as high as you. I got him at 22 Again, mostly because I am concerned about the playmaking and about the um, the defense. But just as a pure microwave, particularly someone who can come off the bench in that six-man role and just light it up for you, kind of like Lou Williams, um, it's got a ton of value. Ton of value. Yep. I mean, scoring is always going to be valued in the NBA.
1: Yeah, and 22 is still pretty
0: high. Like, I mean.
1: Just for people listening, like just because I have him at 15 and Jared has him at 22 to that, uh, that he's low because I, I don't know if he's even a first round pick, which is crazy to me. Um, just because 23, four year guy, small school, it I think he's underrated by NBA teams, not underrated at all by Twitter.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, time will tell, you know, it remains to be seen. Uh, crazier things have happened on draft day, you know, see maker. But, um, you know, Riller's a guy that I like. Uh, If I'm a team um, this year, if I'm a team with, you know, championship caliber uh, aspirations, this is a guy I'm looking to draft. And I think this is a really strong draft for those teams because of the role players that you can find late in the first round this year. And Riller's just another example.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be okay with him in Dallas. He's one of the very few guards that I would take. Uh, considering how dry the offense sometimes got uh, when Gluco wasn't on the floor, or just in general, even in the last few minutes, like he's just, like you said, he's not scared to get to the rim or anything. And you look at Miami, Miami could benefit from him so much. And that's like right in the uh, wheelhouse of where we have him ranked, too. They pick 20th. Uh, my personal dream, obviously being a Magic fan, is that he returns home, and he's from Orlando and he fits in absolutely perfectly in Orlando like he fits everything they need. They probably well,
0: want not take him at 15, but hey, again, stranger things have happened, right? Yeah. Um all right, let's uh I'm just kind of keep keep moving down my board of guys that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh that's Tyrell Terry, uh kind of another uh smaller guard, uh freshman out of Stanford. Um, in 31 games this year, shot uh, 44% from the field, 41% from three, 89% from the line, 14.5 points, four and a half boards, three rebound, uh, sorry, three assists, a steal and a half per game. Um, Really small. Really small. Uh, I'm trying to see. All right, so he's um, 6'3 with shoes, 170 pounds, 6'1 and 3 quarter wingspan. I mean, he's small, but Boy, can he shoot! He can really shoot. Yeah, he he can shoot from anywhere. He can shoot in
1: any way. Uh, and my God, like he, he is a quick release too. Like he can get. It's not the best. Not like a perfect form, but it's pretty damn good. And he's got the ability to just get it over anybody. Uh, a lot
0: of people compare him to Steph. Curry, he
1: is not that.
0: I promise he's, you, that. he's not. But but the, the shades are like when you see the shot, that's who it looks yep. like is shooting the ball. Correct.
1: Yep. He's not at all as a player like Steph Curry, but his shot is very similar. Um, if you took made Steph Curry a lot worse at everything else but kept his shot, that's who Tyre <laughs> like. And not like in a knock. I mean like, a lot worse of Steph Curry is also like a top 150 player though. <laughs>
0: like right.
1: Like a poor man Steph Curry is still a top 100 player.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So I mean, there's a lot to like with him. The defense, he's gonna be there's three people like everybody knows Trey young is a horrible defender Darius Garland atrocious defender. And then Tyrell Terry will be right there just because, I mean, he's six, three at, uh, you said the wings, six, I'm three in sure really. shoes.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and he has a six, two wingspan, unbelievably skinny. He's at one seventy. Uh, he added a lot of weight. Yeah. But that, again, season, that's
0: up 10 pounds from what still, he was listed yeah. at at Stanford.
1: Yeah. And he's still, but I mean, he's still super tiny on that regard.
0: Yeah. And that's a concern, I think, not only on the defensive end of the floor, but, you know, with how he's going to finish around the basket. And if I'm remembering correctly, he did not finish well around the basket at all.
1: No, it was it was terrible. Um,
0: I I have the exact number, actually. Uh,
1: He shot. uh, I lost it. He shot 54 percent or no, I'm sorry. Actually, no, it's pretty good. He shot 60. He shot 70 really? percent of the rim. Yeah. I don't think it was high volume is what it was though.
0: Okay. So, I mean, he was crafty, but uh, again, I think he's going to have to really rely on once he gets inside that floater runner, you know, really off beat kind of game. But, yep. um, you know, I, I think when he gets in with the trees and NBA length, excuse me, NBA length and strength is going to give him problems there. Um, what do you think about him as a playmaker? Cause I, I think that's kind of something that is a bit of a swing skill for him.
1: Yeah. He's, he's not bad. Uh, it's kind of also hard for me to figure that out because he played against so many zone defenses in the pac 12. Right. Um, but I feel like he has good vision and for someone so skinny, he puts a ton and like light and consider not strong. He puts a ton of velocity on his passes. Like he can whip it right through the defenses real quick. Uh, which is impressive to me.
0: Yeah. And I think the reason I say it's a swing skill is because the stuff I've seen him do is very impressive. It just needs to be more consistent.
1: Um,
0: but, you know, he, he's made some really impressive <coughs> live ball, sorry, really impressive live ball passes. Yep. I completely agree with both hands. It should be said. Yeah. With both hands. Um, all right. So um, where, where is he ranked on your board? So I'm lower than most
1: on him. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna completely regret it. But he's one of those guys that like I'm probably overthinking. Uh, I have him at 28. Still a first okay. round grade. Uh, he's one of the last guys at the first round grade, but it's still. Uh, I feel like I'm. I feel like he's gonna get top 20 return on value. You know.
0: So so line. why why do you have him at 28 then?
1: I, the, it's really hard, I think, to be the worst of def- like a bottom tier defender. And like only average on offense, like he has to be a great, great offensive player to completely outplay that. Like obviously perimeter defense isn't as important as like interior defense, but I I just I don't know how much like how does he start in two years? I don't know. Rate, I, it's it's I, hard. It's He's hard. He's not starting. It's a hard. Yeah, he needs the right team to hide his defense. Again, uh, I'll say this a lot. That I know a team that has been able to hide some undersized guards and some bad defensive power forwards that are based in Texas. Um, (laughs) That would be a good spot for him. And I feel like that. And I know, I know the Mavs have been linked to him to at least some extent. Um, He would probably be best in Dallas. That would actually be an ideal fit as much as that contradicts
0: everything I've said. He would be good in Dallas because Rick could hide him really well. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm at 23. I'm not sure if I would love him in Dallas, um, but I could deal with it. I could deal with it just because of the shot. Um, yep. All right. Speaking of shooters, Aaron uh, Neesmith. Uh, oh yeah. At, oh, out of God. Vanderbilt. Um, where are you, Aaron Neesmith? I right, may not I have had his measurements. No, so I'll go with what yeah. I had. Six uh, six, two thirteen, with a six ten wingspan. The six ten wingspan I, I've heard is is pretty accurate, pretty well verified only played in 14 games this year because of injury uh, over 35 minutes a game though, and had ridiculous splits uh, 51% from the field, 52% from three on eight attempts per game, 82 and percent from the line on four and a half attempts per game, 23 points, five rebounds, and then an assist uh, one and a half steals and a block per game as well. Um, the, you know, His freshman year, he only shot 33.7% from three, but he was still an 82.5% free throw shooter. Obviously, he's not going to shoot over 50%, and he wasn't going to shoot over 50% when (laughs) he played a full season. But he's, aside from Desmond Bain, arguably the best shooter in the draft. Yeah, he, obviously the sample
1: size, there's a lot lot to digest with the shot. Amazing shooter like there's no secret about that he's the top 3 at the very worst he's the third best shooter in the class like that's no secret size the way he goes around screens and can just get it off with no problem and uh, I'm big on the jump shot I don't I'm not 52 53% big on the jump shot I really think but 40,
0: easily 40
1: yeah he would have floated around 40 we don't know though like The thing that I have my reservation on, like, first of all, it's what, 12 or 14 games, 13, something like that. 14, yeah. And a lot of the games were pretty weak competition. He did annihilate Auburn. I will give him that. And Isaac Okoro guarded him a good amount of times. That was a big big game. My question with him is that we never got to see what he looked like with a bad shooting game. Uh, And obviously the competition wasn't too terribly strong again. But uh, we never got to see what he looked like if he went 0 for 5 from 3. Like, is he still an impactful player? And that's my question, Mark, is can he be an impactful player if his shot isn't falling?
0: I'm kind of with you. Um, I, I will say, um, while I think Bain has a better pure shot, where I think Neesmith has him beat is the way he moves off the ball, uh, the way he moves um, to get himself open for shots, the way he comes off screens. Um You know, all those things I think he does at the highest level, um, better than anyone else in the class. Very reminiscent of like a a Joe Harris type of player. Um, But but I think you're right about the concerns of if he's not shooting, what is he doing? Um, Not a great playmaker. I don't know about how he's going to to finish at the rim at the next level. He uses his length well. you know, he's decently strong. Um, but again, most of his damage is going to be as a shooter, uh, as an off movement, off, you know, coming off screens, that that type of shooter. Um, I, I guess, you know, the other question for him is, is what is he going to do as a defender? Um, there's upside, you know, with the size being over 200, well over 200 pounds really long arm, 6'10 wingspan. He'll be able to close out. He kind of knows what shooters want to do, you know, as a shooter himself. Um, So, I mean, what do you think about him as a uh, potential, um, you know, his potential as a defender?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not too high on his defense, honestly. I feel like he's got a lot of heavy feet. Um, A lot of times just guarding the perimeter against quicker players, he's easily beatable off the dribble. Uh, So that's a big concern for me. I don't kind of like you said, though, with finishing, like he's not a great athlete and it affects him on both ends. Um, so it's a question mark with me. I think he's and there. We've seen a lot of great shooters like you can be a great shooter and be bad at everything else and still stay on the floor. I mean, J.J. Reddick, um, not to say he's bad at a lot of other things, but like you look at him kind of now, he's a weak defender given his age and athleticism and everything. Guys can overcome it. And like J.J. Reddick, Aaron Neesmith is a smart player. So there's there's hope.
0: Yeah, uh, so I have him at 24 just because I think I'm kind of with you on, you know, the defense, I think, is okay. It's not great. I don't project him to be a great defender despite the length and things like that. Um, I think he'll go higher because elite shooting is valued higher. Um, But, again... You know, is he going to be more than just a shooter? I don't know.
1: Yeah, then I have him at 25th. I really think that just depends on what you said, like with the is he more than a shooter? I mean, that depends on, I guess, just how teams saw him in workouts. I know uh, I mean, that's that's going to be they probably ran him through a lot of playmaking drills and things like that. And they the defensive drills are probably going to be pretty important for him.
0: All right, so let's move on to a guy who I know you've been really excited to talk about. You're higher on him than anybody else in the class. Uh, Can you figure out who I'm talking about?
1: Peyton Pritchard. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Elijah
0: Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah Hughes, yes. So Elijah Hughes. um, Let's see if I can find his. Yes. Um, Six, six and a half inch shoes with a six, seven and a half wingspan. 230 pounds. uh, Pretty big for... Uh, for a wing Um, this past year at Syracuse, uh, 36 minutes a game, uh, 42% from the field, 34% from three, but an 81% free throw shooter, 19 points, five boards, three and a half assists, 1.2 steals and 0.8 blocks per game. A transfer from, was it ECU, Eastern Carolina? Um, So... What... All right. Why is Elijah Hughes? What? 13th on your board, 12th, (laughs) 12th on your board. And, you know, an afterthought for everybody else, what are they missing?
1: Yeah. So I want to, I want to make it clear. I'm not doing this just to like, have like, Oh, I need a hot take kind of thing. That's just not, first of all, obviously who I am. But, um, my reasoning is, I, I think the big reasoning that people are missing out on him, there's two things. First he's old. I mean, there's always a bias against senior, like his, he's the age of a senior. He's a fourth year junior. Um, there's always going to be a bias, just no matter what. He doesn't have crazy long arms. It uh, doesn't help. Uh, plus one wingspan, I think, plus two, something like that. And then he played at Syracuse. And, like, it's no secret, they exclusively run his zone. They have never run anything other than a zone. And it hurts them. Now, is that fair? Absolutely not. Because if you watch the defense, he actually breaks the zone plenty to make the right play. And to me, that's I've never seen that from another Syracuse prospect. I've had the unfortunate... Uh, I don't even know the word. I've had to watch a lot of experience. Syracuse. Yeah, I've had to watch a lot of Syracuse in the past because of you know I was big on Donovan Mitchell who was in the ACC. Uh, ACC is just a talent, you know, warehouse or I'm sorry, not a warehouse factory. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> wrong word, but they're you know you end up watching Syracuse, uh, one way or another, and it's brutal. Elijah Hughes is the only person I've ever seen break the zone like he has. Uh, so defensively, I'm not concerned. He's a great athlete incredible timing as a shot blocker. Not that a wing is going to be a shot blocker, but it's upside, you know, that he can translate man to man. Um, And then offensively, and I apologize for ranting here. I'm saying a ton, but. No, please do. Offensively, he ran the show a ton. He was pretty much the, he was kind of point guard, but he wasn't, he, but he ran the offense a lot. Uh, There were a lot of games where he had six or more assists. I believe I know there's one, the one that got me on him was, I think he had a 39 and nine game. It was against Niagara, which isn't great competition, uh, but still 39-9 and is pretty remarkable for a non-point guard. Uh, Really good athlete, completely capable, uh, using both hands as a finisher. He shot – I think he's – I love this stat. So if you shoot 70% at the rim, that's like elite. He shot 73 at the rim, uh, and he shot 34% from three. There's only four players shoot 35 and 70. Uh, He would have been the fifth. So it's an elite company. Uh, I just, I really don't see any flaws. I I really don't, I don't know what he, what causes him to fail other than being old and playing in his own in college, which won't happen in the NBA.
0: Right. I I think the question is, you know, how well will it translate, you know, more so from an off ball defending perspective, because, you know, physical tools, you have it or you don't effort, you have it or you don't. But, you know, if, if you don't play man defense at a high level, very often then you know what are the instincts like does he know where he needs to be on the floor does he know how to tap rollers and cutters um is he capable of doing (laughs) those things um offensively you know i think the concern is yes he was the guy at syracuse and therefore forced some really bad shots um is that a mindset that he always has or is that a you know a, a a direct result of feeling like he has to. Um, right. So, you know, for that reason, he's 26 on my board, um, which I think is still higher than most, yep. obviously, you know, not not buying quite as much as, <laughs> as you are. But, you know, you've you've had these, um, you know, these picks before of guys that... Hey, like, doesn't mean it'll
1: work out. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but I'm,
0: I'm just saying, you know... There's nothing wrong with going out on, on a limb and trusting your gut. Um, and and you're doing that with Hughes. Um, one thing about him that I was pleasantly surprised about was the playmaking. I think he's got really good court vision. I wasn't really expecting that. Um, you know, so again, somebody who I think is should squarely be in the mix for um, pick 31. Um, would you be disappointed if they picked him at 18? I'm assuming no. 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 no, it depends on who's on the board, but probably not. I think the only way I would be disappointed if it, is if I could know that I could have gotten him at thirty-one because everyone else correct. was undervaluing him. But if you like him that much, that you're not going to take that gamble. Yep, correct. I agree. And okay, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I'll wait to the end. Well, I was just gonna, I was gonna move on, but if you wanted to, to finish off here.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the one thing.
0: That uh, that wanted to say about Hughes
1: is, like, you know, a lot of his teammates, I, I've talked to some of his teammates and stuff, like, and people close to him, like, I, I, you said, you know, but are the shots, you know, product of who he is kind of thing, mindset, I don't think it is, uh, just because they said he's, like, such a nice guy, you know, his mindset isn't, like, him, 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 it's, like, we kind of thing, not an I, I think that's yeah. important, um, and also... With the Donovan Mitchell, like you know, I love Donovan Mitchell. We recorded in 2017. For every Donovan Mitchell, there's an Ek and a Bogu. Like, right, sure. so don't just because oh, I, I know, know
0: I'm be I know, there. but those aren't <laughs> as fun to remember.
1: <laughs> Fair. All
0: right, uh, I, I've been picking the players. Do you want to select somebody that um, that we talked about earlier, or that we texted about earlier? I should say.
1: Uh, I can't remember if this guy is one. Uh, so forgive me if he's not, but Cassius Stanley. Uh,
0: he's not, I actually really haven't studied him much, but, but go ahead. Oh, sorry.
1: I chose a, I chose a bad name. No, 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 go for it. Oh, I'll, I'll pull up
0: his, uh, his, his stats and everything while while you introduce him.
1: Yeah. So basically Cassius Stanley, uh, obviously Zion last year was the best athlete like we had ever seen. He set the Duke Duke record for vertical, uh, and then it lasted not even a year because Cassius Stanley broke it. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete, obviously, that goes without being said. Doesn't have crazy length. Uh, Jared, you'll get that in a minute. But he could be a 3 and D guy and a cutter. And I know the Mavs probably would consider him at 31 just because of that label alone. Um, athletic 3 and D. So you want to introduce the stats and the wingspan?
0: Yeah, so um, according to the combine, 6, 6 and a quarter in uh, shoes, 6, 7 wingspan. So less than a plus one wingspan, like you were talking about. Um, As far as his stats last year as a freshman, uh, 47, 36, 73 splits, 12 and a half points, five boards a game, uh, one steal, or sorry, one assist, 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks per game. So, I mean, is, is, is he a, a high level defender? I'm, I'm, I mean, genuinely asking. I haven't really seen him.
1: So at Duke, um, he he was a lights-out defender. I think he was, like, top-five defender in the ACC. He has unbelievably quick feet. He knows how to use his athleticism and his lack of wingspan to his advantage. Now, the lack of wingspan does make me concerned about his translation to the NBA. Uh, and also, he's super skinny. So he needs to add a bunch of weight. Um, the swing skill for him, though, is for me, is the shooting. Like, the 73%, that's right in that – I mean, 73 and 36% from the line – or, I'm sorry, from three – that's a complete swing, uh, swing skill. Like, he's not much of a creator. I don't think that really ever translates. But if he can shoot, like, the defense is going to be at the worst average.
0: Okay. Um, so, Any anything else? Uh, sorry, I really don't have anything to add on. No, you're
1: good. <laughs> sorry, I chose
0: the worst possible one. <laughs> you want to try again? Yeah, so let's try
1: Tyler Bay. Like Tyler Bay. Bay. All right. I got you okay. on Tyler. Bay. <laughs> Try All a different right. defender.
0: <laughs> uh, Tyler Bay, another ridiculous athlete. 212, um, yeah. uh over seven, one wingspan. Um, was he the Pac 12 defensive player of the year? Is that right?
1: Uh, you know, let me double check. I think it sounds very
0: believable. While you're looking at that, he was a junior out of Colorado, 29 minutes per game. Uh, 53, 42, 74 splits, um, only shot one, three per game as what I have, but six free throw attempts per game, 14 points, nine rebounds, um, 1.5 assists, 1.5 steals and 1.2 blocks. Um, so really nice defensive numbers for kind of that combo forward role.
1: Yeah. And he was pac 12 player of the year. Uh, defensive player of the year. Excuse me, Ooh, big, big difference. Uh, <laughs> he was the Pac-12 defensive player of the year, and and how many times have we said combo forward already? Like that's incredible Several. how like this class. I mean, I've never seen so many combo forwards.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really loaded out. up there because you know he's he's not a true wing. He doesn't have the ball handling or the court vision for that. Um, but in a very specific role, I really like Tyler Bay quite a bit. Uh, 28th on my board, someone I would really like for the Mavs to draft at 31, uh, kind of on my short list there. Um, I do buy the shot. I think he needs to, to fix the base a little bit. Um, but I, I like the shot. Um, and I, I believe he's going to be a legit two through four defender. Um, maybe continue to, to get stronger, especially in his lower half. But um, the instincts defensively, the ability to sit down and mirror his uh, his man one on one, you know, the the upside as an on ball defender is very real.
1: Yeah, I don't think he has a single defensive flaw, uh, except maybe adding strength. Like that would be it. But you can make that that's not really a flaw in his game. Um, and he, you said seven two wingspan, I think is what it was, something like that. Uh, a shade uh, under, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Like he's an unreal athlete. Um I I don't know how to about, like the big thing for me and like I don't need him to be a shooter to be good. Uh my big thing is is he have a is does he have the good feel for the game because he's a good passer, he makes some good reads. But like I feel like there's a lot of times where he just makes unbelievably avoidable mistakes.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't I I don't like him with the ball on his hands personally unless He's immediately lining up to shoot. Um, I guess the concern with him as a shooter is, you know, again, similar to a Woodard 42% this year on low volume, 22% last year on lower volume, but this year, 74% from the line last year, 78% from the line. There is some touch there. I think the, the shooting upside just needs to be unlocked. Um, But, you know, one thing we haven't really talked about much with him is just how athletic he really is, Um, how fluid he is, how explosive he is off one or two feet. Um, You know, really, really impressive athlete.
1: Yeah, I think he had a 40 inch vertical like it's
0: and he moves phenomenally well
1: uh, laterally too. like he there's other players in this draft that uh, Tyler Bay has played against in this last season that do not move well at all laterally uh, that are explosive vertically. So it's uh it's important to say.
0: And if he has what'd you say a 40 inch vertical? He's that got means. an eight, he's got an eight nine and a half standing reach. Oh my goodness. And when you combine yeah. that with a 40 inch vertical, I mean, you're covering some ground there.
1: I really think he could, and and this is a big reason I'm high on him as well for the Mavs. I have him at 30, 31 is a great fit. Um, you could easily play him as a small ball five. He doesn't even need to shoot. I mean, he can guard both forward, and I really do think he can guard a lot of bigs. Not necessarily back to the basket bigs, but uh, you know, just a good amount of bigs that are divers.
0: Yeah, and, and I think stretch bigs. I think he would have problems with with the stronger posts, um, you know, until he's really able to bulk up a little bit. I mean, again, only 213 pounds. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. So, you know, just an area to work, to continue to work for him. Let's talk about another combo forward, Jaden McDaniels. Um, oh. Really heavily recruited freshman out of Washington, uh, 31 minutes a game, 40% from the field, 34% from three, 76% from the line, 13-6-2 with a block and a half and just under a steal per game. Um, Let me see if I have – I don't have anything on him from the combine, but um, he's like, what, 6'10", 200 pounds with – at least a seven foot wingspan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, physical specimen.
1: Yeah. I think his physical profile checks out uh, top 10 physical profile. I'd say it's probably seven, four, seven, three wingspan. If I had to guess uh, the skinniness could be deceptive too, but um, needs to add a ton of weight. Like he is a stick, which is incredible because his defense is out of this world for someone his size. Like or I should say with his weight, like his foot speed, is unmatched for someone 6'9". It's it's in a class of its own. He's really special on the defensive end.
0: I agree. Um, the efforts not always there, um, and you see some kind of immaturity from him at times. You know, wears emotions on his sleeve, kind of give up on the play, fouls a lot, a yep. lot. Um, several games with four fouls. I think he fouled out uh, on more than one occasion this year. Um, but the, the physical profile is really tough to ignore. Um, you know, the lateral mobility, um, the, the speed to get up and down the floor, the recovery speed and length that he has. I mean, he's a combo forward. He averaged a block and a half per game. I mean,
1: yeah, that's
0: (laughs) not, it's not easy. And he played with a true post and Isaiah Stewart too.
1: Yeah. And my favorite thing about him is like his health side recognition is unreal. I feel like he very rarely misses health side defense. And like you said, the recovery, like he, he recovers very, very well. Um, Even like, I remember this from Mo Bamba and obviously I'm not comparing them, but Mo Bamba was a stick, but if he got pushed off his spot, he had the length and recovery ability, like athletically to block a shot even after being pushed out, which is very rare.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, what do you think is the swing skill for him? Is it the shooting? Yeah, I think it has to be. You know, he has a
1: good ball handle, uh, a good handle, you know, as a creator. But he he's one of the another one of these guys. He needs to put it all together. Uh, he has all the tools. He just doesn't really know how to use them. And the shooting is interesting because what did he shoot from the line? Like seventy one percent, something like that. Um,
0: seventy six. It was in the mid 70s. Uh, 76. Yeah.
1: OK, not bad. Um, I, I mean, that's projectable. And somehow he shot 34 percent from three. It felt like it was a lot worse. Um, so that gives me hope. The form, though, is pretty gross. Uh, the offense is All in there. It is all up in and the base isn't even that quick. So if he can be a shooter, all he needs to do is be three and D. And at that point, if you can develop his handle, you've got a nice player. He I think his handle's play. already
0: pretty dang good
1: for someone sorry. who's almost six I, ten. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should say he has a great handle. He has no idea how to use it though. He does the same five moves. He predetermines them. If he if he got like you know sorry that that was bad wording, but if he knew how to use his handle, uh, okay, um, I see what you mean. He'd be that's the star upside right there. That's the key like, to unlocking the star upside.
0: That and I think finishing because someone yep. his length and with his athleticism, I think as he gets stronger, it'll it'll get better. Um but there's just so much projecting to do, and that—that that for yep. me is what's keeping him in the in the back half of the 20s. I got him at 27.
1: I wonder if we have him in the same spot. I got him. Yep, 27.
0: All right, so there you go. Um, let's talk about uh, quickly his uh, Washington counterpart, Isaiah Stewart, um, a true post, someone who probably, if he was in the draft 15 years ago, was a lock for the lottery, if not higher. <laughs> Um, 32 minutes a game, 57% from the field, 25% uh, from three, but only 0.6 attempts per game, 77% from the line, 17 points, nine boards and two blocks per game. Really interesting body type. Um, he's, uh, he's six, eight and a half, but a seven, almost seven, five wingspan, 243 pounds. And frankly, someone that I think is going to be able to shoot it a bit at the next level. I just don't think he yeah. got the opportunities.
1: I completely agree. He was outstanding as a mid-range shooter out of the face-up, uh, post-up, face-up, everything like that. Uh, and he has a quick release from three, too. Uh, like, he oddly, he could he could fire it pretty quick. Like, he, I think his release is honestly quicker than Jaden McDaniels.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I think with him, he he was just so good in the post. Like, he's such a bully. And... Basketball is becoming such a perimeter-oriented <laughs> game that in college, when you have someone who can do that, you're like, go do that.
1: Because so you yeah. to guard. Yeah, and he shot a hair under 70% at the rim. And a lot of those were putbacks, and which I think that plays into what his role in the NBA is. Like, I don't think you can start him because defensively he just has so many shortcomings, even with the length. The length is nice, but like laterally I'm not huge on him. Uh, and just overall feel. I don't know if he has that combination to be a rim protector, um, but I think if you put him in as a spark plug next to some you know, guys like Tyler Bay, if he could be next to a Tyler Bay, he would be outstanding. Uh, spark plug big who can stretch the floor is is huge.
0: Yeah, I think he's fine as a rim protector. I mean, over two blocks a game, but I, I think the problem with him is he was bailed out a lot by playing in the middle of that zone. Right. Um, so, yeah. you know, the question is, You know, can he play man? You know, can he defend pick and rolls? Um, You know, I'm not confident he could switch it all, but, you know, how well would he he play drop coverage? Um, You just don't know because you haven't really seen it a ton.
1: Um,
0: So someone that I I gave an early to mid-second round grade on, not someone I think is a particularly good fit for Dallas. um, But uh, where, where is he on your big board? I haven't met 32. So do I. Wow. That's weird. wow. We completely, <laughs> completely
1: agree on the Washington guys. What? <laughs>
0: um, I don't know how much more time we have here. Probably do one more, one more. All right. Um, I'll let you pick between Malachi Flynn, tail Maladon and Trey Jones.
1: Oh man.
0: Uh, Let's do Teo Maladon. Okay. Or, or, or we could gut. just go rapid fire on all. Yeah. Of them. Let's do rapid fire. Let's do rapid. fire. All right. Give me your elevator pitch on Teo Maladon.
1: You don't find the combination of I think he's six five something like that size length uh, the vision the jump shot and finishing as at the rim and potentially defense too. Uh, it's a pretty rare combo for a guard. Uh, he's passive, but that the tool set like you're gambling on upside. Like I think he's, his upside is severely underrated in this class.
0: And where is he on your big board?
1: I have him at uh, number 19. Whoa, okay. Do you okay. have him at 19 too? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I have
0: him at 34. I'm just expecting
1: it to be perfectly aligned. No, I, I was saying, there. well,
0: I thought that was hot. I got him at 34. Um, I really like the playmaking um, and the defensive upside. I have... Major concerns about if he's going to score at all at the yeah. next level. Um, but again, someone who could make me look really stupid uh, <laughs> just because of just because of the upside. Um, and you mentioned the size. I'll just cover that real quick because because he was at the combine, six uh, five with a almost a six nine wingspan, close to 190 pounds.
1: Yeah, that's um, not
0: bad. I I think he's an off ball player. Uh,
1: to be fair, like to counter what you said with the off, how he scores, almost purely off ball.
0: Yeah, but you also want the ball in his hands because of how well he creates. Right. I think he's a really good light ball passer, um, plays the pick and roll extremely well. Yeah. Um, you can tell he's studied a lot of Tony Parker, you know, that <laughs> French counterpart. Um, yep. All right. Um, give me a little something on Malachi Flynn. He was fun to watch. By
1: the so. Way. When I was doing my scouting report on him, I was trying to find some background info. I had no clue he was the defensive player of the year in the Pac- in the Mountain West. That was really so shocking to me. And he's 6-1 and he doesn't have long arms, not a good a- not really for NBA standards, not a good athlete, he's light. That speaks volumes to who he is. Like that is him in a nutshell. He's undersized but elite in the pick and roll. I think he's an elite spot-up shooter too. Um and his hands are just his hands and IQ on defense unreal. He knows every like. I don't know if there's many smarter players than him in this class. Uh, obviously, again, he he's in below the rim player. Not really sure he scores all three levels, but the shooting, any jump shooting, like you gotta trust him. Like he's an immediate day one. He's a valuable contributor.
0: Yeah, um, really interesting player. Uh, good shooter, like you mentioned, almost two steals a game uh, as a defender, despite being undersized. I, I don't love him as an on ball defender, but. Yeah. Again, the way and, and I think you posted something about it on Twitter. Um kind of a he, he kind of made it look like he was gonna wrap around the big and then came back and took the ball from him. Um really heady player, um, kind of one of those guys where you play against him at the wreck and you're just like, This guy is so obnoxious, <laughs> but he's really good and he's really fun to watch. Um all right, and then Trey Jones. Um to me, totally opposite of his brother. Um, like really high-level defender. Um, not sure he'll be able to shoot at the next level, but it it was better. You know, he got it up yep. to thirty-six percent this year. Um, really good playmaker. Just what's the ceiling? You know.
1: Yep. And and I think it's low. I talked to someone who had played against him while he was at Duke, and what they said was, you know, he's an annoying defender, but does he really stop you from doing what you want to do? And and that concerns me, given how like he's small, uh, the size isn't there. He's not overly athletic. He's not really that strong. And who knows, depending on how much strength he adds, uh, I've started to call him, go down on him a bit. He was in my 30s. Uh, I think he actually still is in my 30s, but like I don't know if I would take him in the 30s even. Um, the, like you said, the jump shot. Um, uh, it improved the he improved the arc a lot, but I I just. I don't know how much of him I buy. I don't know what he does necessarily at a high level in the NBA, which kind of concerns me, but I did love him as a prospect at at Duke, like just not necessarily for the NBA.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, I think we covered a solid dozen players in about an hour there. Um, Definitely not our usual, um, you know, way of doing things. Uh, We would definitely appreciate If you check out some of our other episodes where we go much more in depth um, about the prospects, something we'll have, much more time to do next year, um, you know, with the full <laughs> season to look at, um, to look at all the 2021 guys. Um, and, uh, again, want to give a, a huge thank you to SI and Dallas uh, for throwing our episode up on their website. Um, really appreciate that. Thank you guys all again for listening. Um, Richard and I are also planning on doing a, a little pre-draft. Um, uh, what is the lock in locker the locker room. room app? Just kind of taking some quick Q&A before the draft. Um, so Richard will keep you posted on that on his Twitter at Maps Draft. I'm at Jared underscore Cats30. And uh, again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.